Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the 13th iteration of the Konahuk Companion. This is Joshua, and I'm your Konahuk Companion. And on this episode, we're going to be covering Season 1, Episode 13 of Naruto, entitled Haku's Secret Jutsu, Crystal Ice Mirrors. And to give you a quick rundown of what happened on the previous episode... A girl who was later revealed to be a boy, who was later revealed to be Haku, stumbles across Naruto napping on the ground, exhausted from his chakra control training out in the middle of the woods. They have an interesting conversation throughout the episode, the primary point being that having someone you cherish and protects makes you the strongest. Like, when the person that you cherish is in danger, you can do extraordinary stuff to protect them. We got to see some of Haku's tragic backstory, living homeless in the cold and the snow, and Zabuza finding him. An interesting thing about this is that the shadow that Zabuza cast on Haku whenever he first saw him was the face of a demon. Sasuke and Naruto continue to do their chakra control training uh, and they inevitably find their way uh, all the way to the tops of the trees, effectively concluding the training. Inari at some point winds up telling the squad that their training is pointless and Naruto calls him a coward. Kakashi helps Inari empathize with Naruto and realize that Naruto's squad The squad leaves Naruto to rest the next morning because he's been overworking himself during training. When the team gets to the bridge, Zabuza and Haku ambush them. Naruto wakes up and rushes to catch up to the squad, unaware of the ambush. And after he leaves, uh, two of Gato's thugs... Gray hair and eye patch arrive outside of Tazuna's house while it's only Tsunami and Inari there. And that's uh, where, oh well, the episode ends with Sasuke slaying some of Zabuza's water clones and Zabuza acknowledging Sasuke's growth uh, and the showdown intensifying. Right? And so this episode starts up at Tazuna's house where Tsunami is yelling for Inari and the two of Gato's thugs show up outside of her house. The one with the gray hair and the beanie and uh, the one who has the eye patch and no shirt and tattoos. They're also the two thugs who accompanied Gato to the confrontation with Zabuza, who were disarmed by Haku. They unsheathe their swords, and the scene migrates to the bridge, right? And uh, so, obviously, these are the killers, right? Like, this is the, the dude in the gray, <clears throat> the dude with the gray hair, literally killed Kaiza in front of everybody. So, I mean, he's a literal executioner, and they're standing outside of the house, and there's no one there to protect him, so... Uh, Things are really rapidly approaching something bad happening over there. Uh, When Team 7 minus Naruto um, are on the bridge, they slowly begin to get surrounded by a thick fog. 
and Kakashi remarks on the miss and exclaims for Sasuke and Sakura to get ready, who both take more defensive stances. Kakashi then says, I knew he was still alive, he just couldn't wait for round two. Sakura then says, Kakashi-sensei, it's Zabuza, isn't it? This is his hidden mist jutsu. It shows us a close-up of Sasuke, and you can hear his heart beating loudly. And Zabuza's voice can be heard saying, Sorry I kept you waiting, Kakashi. I see you've still got those brats with you. He then says in regards to Sasuke, That one's still trembling. Pitiful. Sasuke gasps, and suddenly they're surrounded by several Zabuza water clones. Sasuke smiles, and this confuses the Zabuza standing in front of him, and Sasuke remarks, I'm trembling with excitement. And Kakashi turns and smiles and tells Sasuke, he's all yours. And Sasuke leaps into action, slashing all of the Zabuza clones, who inevitably discorporate into puddles of water. Sasuke then thinks, I can see it. And Zabuza's voice can be heard saying, Ooh, so you can see their water clones, huh? The brat's improving. And this is an improvement from the dude who panicked last time and almost killed himself because the pressure was too much. I'm never going to let that dude live that down. Always remember that the first big fight Sasuke was in, he almost damn near killed himself because it was too much pressure. And at this point, the real Zabuza and Haku step onto the bridge, and Zabuza remarks, It looks like you've got a rival, Haku. To which Haku responds, So it seems. It takes us back to Naruto, who is sprinting through the trees, who says aloud as he leaps from limb to limb, I, I hope I'm not too late. It then takes us back to the bridge, where the standoff is continuing, and Kakashi says aloud, well, well, so I had it right. It was all an act with a cute little mask. Sakura calls, or excuse me, uh, Sasuke calls Haku a big phony and laughs. And Tazuna chips in, so I guess all of that being a tracker ninja protecting his village was a bunch of bull. Kakashi adds, they look pretty chummy to me. I'd say they've been pulling scams like that for a long time. Sakura chimes in, he's got some nerve facing us again after pulling that trick. And Kakashi adds insult to injury, hiding behind a mask. What is he, who does he think he's fooling? And Sakura laughs and says, speak for yourself, sensei. And I love that these fools are like standing here having a roast battle before the fight. Like it's a late 90s freestyle rap battle. Um... Sasuke comes in and says, that's it, I'm taking him out. Who does he think he's fooling, hiding that, hiding behind that mask like some sort of clown? And Sakura blushes and remarks, Sasuke, you're so cool. And Kakashi, like, sees this happening and thinks, wait a second, didn't I just say that? She'll never change. And it's fun how Sakura is so on the Sasuke bandwagon, she obvious, she's oblivious to everything else. Like, Kakashi literally just said the exact thing that Sasuke just said, and he didn't get the cheerleader treatment like Sasuke did. Haku says to Zabuza, in regards to Sasuke, he's impressive. 
even though they were just one-tenth the strength of the original water clone jutsu, he did destroy them all. Zabuza remarks, That move still gave us the first advantage, now use it. And Haku says, right. And real quick, I think it's neat that those clones were one-tenth the strength of the original water clone. So it's obvious that there's some type of mechanic going on on the back end that controls how strong these water clones are that Zabuza is making. Maybe he can just choose to make them individually real strong. Maybe if he makes a bunch of them at once, he can only equally distribute strength and chakra to them. I don't know, but there definitely seems to be, you know, of, of, well, there's factually a varying amount of strength that these clones can possess. Um, and whether that's something that's intentional or whether that's a result of how many he's making, there's no telling at this point, but there's definitely something happening there. Haku at this point rushes towards Sasuke, spinning like a tornado, and Sasuke thinks, what's this? And Haku continues to approach, and Sasuke smiles, and the title screen comes in, and Naruto reads aloud, Haku's secret jutsu, crystal ice mirrors. The scene then migrates to the two thugs outside of Tazuna's house, busting down the front door, and Tsunami is standing in the kitchen and is shocked by the men busting into her home. The thug with the gray hair and the beanie says, So you're Tazana's daughter, huh? Too bad. You'll have to come with us. Now. It then shows Inari washing his hands in the bathroom and he can hear a loud banging noise in the house and Tsunami screaming that startles Inari. Uh, it then shows Inari rushing into the kitchen and yelling for his mom. And Tsunami is being in the process of apprehended. And frantically yells, no, don't come out here, run away, hurry. And the thug with the eye patch tells Inari not to move and asks the one with the gray hair if they should take Inari in as well. The gray-haired thug responds, no, Gato only wants one hostage. And Inari thinks to himself, obviously terrified, hostage? And the thug with the eye patch goes, all right, let's waste him. And Inari cowers behind the wall, and the thug unsheathes his sword, laughing maniacally when suddenly Tsunami yells, Wait! And the thug turns and looks at her, and she pleads with them not to hurt her son. He's just a boy. I'll do anything. Just please don't hurt him. And the thugs kind of loosen up a bit, and the one with the gray hair yells to Inari, It looks like your mom came through for you, kid. Lucky. Inari then crumbles to the floor, clearly devastated. The thug with the eye patch remarks, What a waste, I was in the mood to cut something. And the thug with the gray hair tells him to give it a rest. You've already drew blood today. Let's get her out of here. They tie Tsunami up, and Inari cries, I'm sorry, Mom, I'm sorry. The men march Tsunami out of the house, and Inari cries aloud, What could I do? I'm too weak to protect you. I'm scared. I don't want to die. And a tear drops, and a tear drops from his face, and you can hear Naruto's voice calling Inari a coward. 
And he then flashes back to Naruto saying, listen to yourself whining and complaining like some little victim. You can whimper all day for all I care. You're just a coward. And he then flashes to Kakashi telling him, my guess is he just got tired of crying and decided to do something about it. He knows what it means to be strong like your father did. And it then flashes us to Kaiza saying, if you really care about something, protect it. Even if you have to put your life on the line, protect it with both arms. He then flashes to his mom smiling and saying, Inari. And he then asks himself, can I be that strong too? And he then stands up, wipes a tear away from his eyes and proclaims father. And the beat drops and the thugs are leading away Tsunami and the one with the eye patch tells her, we're going to treat you just fine so don't you worry your pretty little head. And the one with the gray hair tells her to keep walking and tugs her rope like he's you know, aggressively leading a dog on a leash or something. <clears throat> and in this moment, Inari comes running out and yells for them to stop. The thug with the eye patch goes, well, well, if it isn't the little tough guy, how cute you've come to save your mom. And Tsunami yells for Inari. And Inari yells, you'd better get away from my mom. And he comes rushing the thugs. And... Go, Inari, for finally turning the corner, right? You you can be strong like that, Inari. Um, you know, you just have to be brave. And Tsunami yells, no, and the eye patch thug goes, this kid is a little, sh uh, is a little short on brains, don't you think? And the gray-haired thug says, take him down. And Tsunami starts to say that if either of them hurt Inari, she swears she'll... And bang, the thug with the gray hair knocks her unconscious and tells her to shut up and take a nap. Inari continues charging, and both of the thugs fully unsheathe their swords, and the scene transitions back to the bridge. And so, who knows what's fitting to happen with Inari, right? He's charging to fully grown armed thugs who just knocked his grown mother unconscious with nothing but a karate chop to the back of the neck. And, uh, you know, hopefully the kid throwing himself at these guys can create enough chaos for something good to happen. Um, cause it would really suck if, uh, they slayed Inori and it just made us hate Gato and his thugs a lot more, right? I already have plenty of disdain for Gato. I don't need any any lovable little characters getting taken down for the sake of making me dislike Gato more at this point. So on the bridge, <clears throat> Sasuke and Haku are in a stalemate, right? So Sasuke has his kunai out and Haku has his senbon out and they're literally like weapon on weapon in a stalemate. And you'll remember the last thing that we saw was Haku hitting Sasuke with the Tasmanian Devil treatment, you know, coming at him spinning. And Zabuza watching this unfold thinks to himself, so he can keep up with Haku's speed, huh? And Kakashi then yells out for Sakura to cover Tazuna to stay close to him 
and to let Sasuke handle this. And during the stalemate, Haku tells Sasuke, we want, the bridge, we want the bridge builder, not you. If you back down, I won't have to kill you. Sasuke tells him to save it, and Haku tells Sasuke that he's making a mistake. You won't be able to keep up with my speed. I've gained two key advantages. And Sasuke asks, yeah, what are they? And Haku obliges and tells him, first, we're surrounded by water. Second, I've blocked one of your hands. Therefore, you only have one free hand to defend yourself. And Haku then raises his free hand and casts a series of hand signs. And Sasuke thinks, what, with only one hand? And even Kakashi sees this and remarks internally, hand signs with a single hand? I've never seen that before. Haku finishes throwing his hand signs and says, Secret Jutsu, Thousand Needles of Death. And he stomps his foot on the ground and it creates an emanating field of mist, right? And Zabuza sees this and questions to himself, he doesn't want to kill the kid. Does he mean that? And Sakura calls out for Sasuke, and suddenly all of the mist that is now surrounding Haku and Sasuke turn into needles. Kakashi gasps at the sight of this, and Sasuke thinks to himself, remember the training, focus. He then flashes back to when he was doing the chakra control training where he was running up the trees. And he then thinks, summon my chakra at once. And the needles come flying in and it flashes away to Inari's hat, which is flying in the air, presumably having been just knocked off of him by the thugs. And it shows the thugs sheathing their blades. And suddenly the figure they slashed turns into a log, right? And the thug with the gray hair yells, a substitution jutsu. And the other thug proclaims, the woman, she's gone. And in this moment, uh, we hear Naruto's voice call uh, from, out, from out of screen, sorry, I'm a little late. And the thugs turn and see Naruto, who has Inari in his arms and is laying Tsunami down. And they yell, who's that? And Naruto responds, you know heroes usually show up at the last minute. And Naruto got his heroic entrance. I mean, literally one of the things that I was curious about at the end of last episode was seeing if Naruto was going to get his heroic entrance at the bridge, right? Um, so he got his heroic entrance, although maybe not in the place where I thought it was going to be. But uh, go Naruto, got a heroic entrance, man, that's dope. And um, at this point, the beat drops and Inari opens his eyes and exclaims, Naruto, it's you. And Naruto asks triumphantly, who else? And he looks down at Inari and gives him a big smile and tells him that he did great. And Inari is obviously, you know, starstruck and confused by this. And Naruto tells him, when you charged, they forgot about your mom for a minute. That gave me the chance to use a cool jutsu to get her away from them. Inari then asks Naruto um, how he knew these samurai guys were coming here. And Naruto explains that 
uh, in the forest, he found a boar that had been attacked and the trees around that were all cut up like someone had been practicing with a sword or something. The cuts led back toward the house, so he followed them there. And I love the little animation that they use to show Naruto discovering the boar, the cuts in the trees, and thinking to follow him. Um, you know, it's it's a cute little animation, um, and yeah, no, I like it. You know, it's it's a neat little change of pace. Um, you know, he literally just saves someone from getting kidnapped and all kinds of heroic shit, and they're having this like cute little um, digression into. Naruto's thought process, and it's kind of silly how they depict it. Inari remarks, "That's that was really smart. And the thug with the eye patch interrupts, blah, blah, it's just one of those puny ninja brats tossing a hired. To which the other thug responds, get him. And the thugs come rushing Naruto. And Naruto throws shuriken at them, which they deflect with their swords. And the thug with the gray hair exclaims, try something else. And Naruto stands, smiles, and laughs and says, I did. And the thug with the eye patch yells, I want him, he's mine. And in this moment, Naruto's shadow clones counterattack them from the side and knock them both out. And Inari, shocked, yells, you did it. And you know, he did. Naruto did do it. Shadow clone jutsu coming through in the clutch. Somehow, the dude with the bright orange jumpsuit finds a way to be sneaky. Every time. Naruto yells back to Inari, Yeah, believe it, and puts his fist out for a fist bump. And Inari smiles real big and laughs and yells, That was so excellent, like a real ninja. And Naruto laughs and calls Inari a twerp and reiterates, I am a real ninja. That's what I've been telling you. And they share a huge laugh. And the scene takes us back to the bridge where Haku's thousand needles of death are rapidly closing in on Sasuke, who's still gridlocked with Haku with one arm, but is now throwing his own hand sign with his free hand. And he's thinking to himself, Summon my chakra at once and direct it to my feet. And the needles all converge in a plume of smoke that sends Haku flying backwards. And Haku looks back to where this transpired and yells, he vanished. And in this moment, it shows Sasuke flying through the air and he throws several shuriken at Haku, which Haku avoids. And when Haku gathers his footing, Sasuke appears behind him and says, you're not as fast as you think. From this point on, you'll be the one defending against my attacks. And they split and come together again, and Haku blocks Sasuke's attack with his arm, but Sasuke flicks the kunai with nothing but his fingers at Haku, which forces Haku to squat down to avoid the kunai where Sasuke is waiting to throw a roundhouse kick to the face, which connects and sends Haku flying back to Zabuza's feet. Slick little move. Several times now where Sasuke has done stuff like this, where he comes in with an attack and he, he kind of leads the dance and puts you in a position where 
he knows where you're going to have to be, right? He, he attacks you so violently that, you know, he knows that there's only one way for you to counterattack, and he's got something waiting for you, right? He's done it a couple times. He did it to Kakashi with the bells, and now he did it here by, uh, you know, occupying his arms with the attack and then flicking the kunai at him and knowing that his arms were occupied, and so he'd have to dip down to avoid the kunai and having that roundhouse kick waiting for him there. Zabuza is clearly shocked by this and thinks to himself, it's not possible, no one's faster than Haku. And you know, damn it man, don't sleep on Sasuke. The dude is at the top the dude ain't at the clock the, the dude is not at the top of the class for nothing. He looks over at Sasuke, who mockingly offers, I thought you were quicker, huh? What else do you think you might be wrong about? And Kakashi then chimes in, You made a big mistake insulting these ninja and calling them brats. That's just guaranteed to bring out Sasuke's attitude. He's the best young fighter in the Hidden Leaf Village. And Sakura here is our, sharp, our sharpest mind. And last but not least, our number one hyperactive knucklehead ninja is Naruto Uzumaki. And this is fun. We get to hear Kakashi, you know, talking up the guys, right? He called Sasuke the top young fighter in the village. He called Sakura their sharpest mind. And, you know, he, he served Naruto a compliment, even if it was, you know, a little silly in how it was delivered. It flashes us back to Naruto and Inari, who... Uh, Naruto is sneezing, and he tells Inari, They say when you sneeze, it's when someone's talking about you somewhere. You don't believe that, do you? I don't. I don't believe that, Naruto. I think you sneeze because you're allergic to my bullshit. The scene then pans and reveals that Naruto has both of Gato's thugs tied up. And Naruto then turns and apologizes to Inari for being ugly to him the day before. And he continues calling you a coward was pretty mean, I guess. Anyway, it's not true, you know? He then uh, rubs Inari on the head and tells him, Because you're really brave. And this makes Inari swell with pride and he starts to cry. And he immediately tries to wipe away the tears and proclaims, Damn it, I promised myself I wouldn't cry anymore. But he just can't contain himself. And through his tears, he tells Naruto, you're going to make fun of me again and call me a baby, but I can't stop. And he continues to cry. And Naruto looks out over the water and asks Inari, what are you talking about? And this kind of slows down Inari's waterworks and he looks up at Naruto who continues, you're happy. What's wrong with that? And he lets out a big chuckle. And Inari looks up with confusion and Naruto tells him, when you're happy, it's okay to cry. Really, it is. And smiles at Inari real big. And Inari's waterworks start back up. And he says, Naruto, uh, who then turns his back and asks, I can leave you in charge of things now, right? And Inari confirms he's good to go. And Naruto says, good, then I'm going over to the bridge. And he starts running away. And while he's running, he yells back to Inari, it's not easy being a hero. It's tough. Believe it. And Inari yells out, believe it. Uh, and he's got a huge smile on his face. And this is beautiful, right? Tazuna said that 
Inari never smiles or laughs anymore, and now he's doing both. Uh, Naruto and Inari are all patched up. Kaiza's executioner and his right-hand man are apprehended. Tsunami is safe. Naruto is headed back to the bridge. Let's go. And the scene transitions to the bridge where Zabuza is laughing. And he tells Haku, If you keep going like this, we'll be the victims instead of then. Get on with it. And Haku stands up and says, Right. And suddenly a field of blue chakra begins to emanate from Haku like blue fire plasma. And Sasuke sees this and remarks, What's that? And Haku tells Sasuke, I'm sorry, it's come to this. Sasuke then remarks on how the air has suddenly gotten very cold. And Haku slowly casts a hand sign. And up from the ground emerges, behind Sasuke, emerges a pillar of ice which then expands at the top and starts to work its way back down with its newfound edges. And it's clearly making a big sheet of ice. And Haku says, secret jutsu. And Zabuza looks on as several ice sheets begin to form in every direction. And Sasuke looks around worried and it reveals that he's now surrounded by these sheets of ice. And Haku exclaims, crystal ice mirrors. And the sheets of ice crystal begin to glow with white light. And Kakashi sees this and thinks, what is that? How does it work? And so this is obviously something he's never seen before also, right? He's never seen someone effectively cast hand signs with one hand. And he's never seen this particular type of jutsu before. So, man, Haku is a very special character. But he better watch out casting that jutsu in front of Kakashi. That's the copycat ninja over there. That jutsu ain't a secret no more. Haku then walks into one of the mirrors and merges into it and becomes a reflection within the mirror. Everyone is taken aback by this, and it's clearly out of this world. Nobody's ever seen anything like it, including the leader of the team. Suddenly, the reflection of Haku appears in all of the mirrors, one by one, and Sasuke thinks to himself, they're mirrors, but how? And Kakashi groans and runs towards the mirror dome to help uh, Sasuke, and Zabuza heads him off and tells him, if you enter this fight, you fight me. Your boy has no chance against that jutsu. He's finished. And it then shows Sasuke in the mirror dome in a defensive stance. And Haku slowly, calmly says, now we'll begin. And I'll show you what speed really means. And he then draws his senbon and starts throwing him at him from different directions within the dome. And it's a literal, overwhelming blur of Senbon from every direction. And all Sasuke can do is really turtle up. Sakura screams with worry from the sideline for Sasuke. And it then shows Kakashi and Zabuza having their little standoff where Zabuza tells Kakashi, Just try and help him, and I'll kill the other two in a heartbeat, referring to Tazuna and Sakura. It then shows us a close-up of Sasuke, who's still turtled up in the mirror dome, 
being assaulted in every direction by Senban. It then takes us back to Sakura, who tells Tazuna, I'm sorry, I can't stay with you, forgive me. Tazuna tells her he understands and for her to go now. She then picks up her kunai and rushes in to save Sasuke. And Kakashi sees this out of the corner of his eye and thanks Sakura. And in this moment, Sakura leaps into the air and yells, Take this! And she throws a kunai, and Haku catches the kunai out of midair, like he's uh, not in the mirror anymore. And this is now the third time someone has caught a thrown ninja weapon out of midair in this show, if, I, if my count is correct. And it then shows us Sasuke, who's no longer being bombarded by Sinbon, suddenly collapse. I guess if Haku's body is busy doing things other than attacking, it can't keep throwing Sinbon in the dome because the Sinbon assault stopped when he caught the kunai. Maybe there isn't a relationship between correlation and, cause, and causality, but I choose not to believe in coincidence, right? We're going to see how it all pans out. Haku twirls the kunai and Sakura exclaims, he caught it. And Sasuke trembles on the ground and looks up at Haku. And suddenly from behind, a shuriken comes flying in, making this like twisting, bending, arcing path in it binks Haku right in the face, which is protected by his mask. Uh, but it then shows that Haku was leaning out of one of the mirrors in order to catch the kunai. And getting hit with the shuriken knocks him out, or at least stuns him. And he falls out of the mirror. And everyone looks on kind of confusedly, not knowing exactly what's happened. And Haku groans and sits up. And with a huge plume, and then a, a huge plume of smoke appears on the bridge. And Sakura thinks, who is it? And Sasuke thinks, what a fool. Such a show-off. And Haku stands up and exclaims, number one hyperactive knucklehead ninja. And it reveals a huge gouge on Haku's mask. And the beat builds, and the smoke clears, and it's Naruto. And he announces, Naruto Uzumaki is here. Yeah, believe it. And the beat drops, and the episode ends. And so, this is so much fun, right? Uh, Naruto got two dramatic heroic entrances in this episode. Not only did he get uh, a surprise one that I hadn't been expecting, but he also got the big one on the bridge. And that's where they left us off on the cliffhanger. So that's a particularly palatable ending for me. I'm, I'm into it. I can't wait to see how the rest of the fight goes now that the team is together and the, and the playing field has been kind of tilted in the favor of Team 7 now. Or maybe it's just evened out. Hell, we don't know exactly what the, what the talent level of Haku is. We know he's doing all kinds of crazy shit at this point. On the subject of the crazy shit that Haku was doing, his secret jutsu is wild. He had the Thousand Needles of Death secret jutsu, which, meh, right? Sasuke, like, avoided it like it wasn't shit. But this Crystal Ice Mirror secret jutsu is definitely nothing to fuck with. And it seems like Haku is was toying with Sasuke in there because... 
um, Sasuke was clearly turtled up and unable to dodge. And if you think back, Haku has the aim, right? He could have phoned one of them and hit a, le- uh, uh, a vital organ, right? Kakashi did remark that the Sinbon are rarely lethal, but they definitely can be if they hit le- uh, vital organs. And we know that Haku has that level of accuracy. He was able to hit Zabuza's pressure points from, you know, a tree across the way in his neck. So um, I wonder if he was just toying with Sasuke. I wonder if he really just, like, likes causing the pain. And he was being, like, weirdly satisfied by just, like, scraping Sasuke up in every direction. Or if there's a particular reason why he didn't, uh, you know, at least one of those thousands of Sinbon that we saw get thrown at Sasuke didn't find their way to a, a, a vital organ, even whenever Sasuke was effectively incapacitated and couldn't dodge, and you know, it would have been easy for Haku, I feel like. Um, Haku also apologized to Sasuke when he got serious and busted out the secret jutsu, so maybe Haku's just trying to beat him into submission and doesn't want to kill him. You know, he did say that if you back down, we don't have to kill you. So maybe he's just trying to, like, alpha this fool into being like, I quit, so that they can just take Taz and then they don't have to really kill anybody. Or maybe he just really loves to cause lots of pain. We're going to see. Wild how this whole situation has devolved into a ninja Mortal Kombat-style fight, right? You'd think that, like, a Zabuza clone would sneak attack Tazuna from range and just get the job over with, right? Like, the job of Haku and Zabuza is to kill Tazuna, right? But it definitely seems like um, it's more or less just devolved into uh, these guys settling a ninja beef. Naruto got to save the day and and saved Inari and Tsunami, but only after Inari finally hit the point where he decided he'd risk his life to protect the things he cares about and chases after the thugs who had just captured his mother and go him for finally turning that corner, right? He's been a coward up until this point. Naruto apprehended two of Gato's biggest thugs, right? The gray-haired thug, who seems to be Gato's primary enforcer, who executed Kaiza, and his right-hand man, the thug with no shirt, tattoos, and an eye patch. And so, justice for Kaiza, the last set of ninja who we saw tied up by anybody from Team 7, we never heard from them again. So, presumably, these guys will never be heard from again unless something bad happens. I hope those dudes rot. Inari finally smiled and laughed, and that's great, man. Um, I'm super happy that he's turning these corners and he's able to be happy again. I love that Naruto just couldn't stay home while his teammates were out putting their necks on the line. I also love that Naruto was clever enough to realize what he'd happened across when he saw the slashed-up hog in the trees that had been uh, slashed up like someone had been training with their sword. And I also love that he had the cleverness to follow that back and protect everybody. There was a point where Haku mentions that Zabuza's water clones 
that Sasuke took out uh, at the beginning of the bridge ambush were only one-tenth the strength of a normal water clone. So that's neat to know these guys can control or maybe there are influences outside of their control that dictate how much chakra and strength that each clone can get. I wonder how that all maths out. I hope that we get a more thorough explanation on how that all works in the future, hopefully soon. And, you know, to put a bow on this, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens with uh, Inari now that he can be ha a happy kid once again, and he's found his courage. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens with the rest of this fight. And with that, everybody, I'm really looking forward to covering the next episode with you guys. I'm Joshua. I'm your Konoha companion. Uh, please participate in the comments. Let me know if I missed anything or if there's anything that you think is important that should have been talked about. Like and share the memes. Be friendly. Let's build a community. The whole point is to be friends. And again, guys, thank you all so much for listening. I'm really looking forward to covering the next episode with you. Have a great night.